The following podcast is produced or sponsored by a community member. The content, views, and opinions expressed are those of the participants and do not reflect those of BMC or the Town of Belmont. BMC welcomes your comments. Call us at 617-484-2443 or email us at access at belmontmedia.org. Hello again, that's Coach Q. I'm Todd Bloniers. Welcome to another edition of the TOST Podcast with Coach Q here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network and also simulcast on BMC channels 8, 9, 28, and 29. That's your camera. Yeah, I'm actually on camera at the moment, oh, okay. so you can... <laughs> I am Todd Bloniars, and as I said, this is Belmont High School head football coach Jan Kuman. There he is. <laughs> Once again, want to remind all of our listeners and viewers that uh, these weekly sit-downs with Coach Q are interactive. As I keep saying every week, we still I keep checking the hashtag. It's Q's for Q. If you're on Twitter, log on. I know you're on Twitter. Wait a minute. I don't have to say if you're on Twitter. You're on Twitter. Log on. Use the hashtag Q's for Q. Q S F O R Q. We put it in all the little. Uh, all the little shout-outs here, plugging the plugging these uh, shows every week, and uh, so I know you're out there. One day, one day. I may have to start threatening because uh, I, I had one parent come up to me, and she wasn't very happy that I kept saying her name during <laughs> the. Uh, even though there was nothing disparaging what I was no, saying, no, no, but, no. But she just didn't like hearing her name she's every just, week. Uh, she's just shy. She's a shy person. I guess. I guess she is. She's a shy person. Yeah. Well, lovely person, a shy person. Yeah, but well, I'm gonna have to threaten. Maybe she needs to send a tweet with the there hashtag. There you go. I actually now you have a little bit of leverage, is what you're. Is what you're getting at here. And yes, I, and there it is. I'm going to put it for all of you watching us on the simulcast. There is <laughs> the, the lower third at the bottom of your screen. Send your questions to the coach on Twitter. Hashtag Q's for Q. It's been a good season. There should be questions. should be comments. should Amen. be something. So, uh, again, uh, but that's okay. We'll, we'll fill here anyway. Uh, don't forget you can follow Coach Q uh, on uh, his, his Twitter handle, which I will bring up right now. Look at this. I'm, I'm trying to do it all here. Uh, his uh, Twitter handle, at Q underscore coach. And uh, BHS football is at Marauder F Ball. Don't forget you can follow Time Out for Sports Talk on Twitter. Our handle is at TOSTBMC. You'll find the links to these programs. You'll find the hashtag Q's for Q. <laughs> and uh, we also post our links on the uh, TOST Facebook page where you can become a fan. Just search Time Out for Sports Talk. Okay. I'll jump back on here a minute, get on camera, because uh, we'll start off. I will ask you a question here. Uh, Coach, <laughs> that's usually how these things start, isn't it? I think and, so. Uh, yeah, let me just make sure we got all of our levels going here. Looks like everything is good. Our sound is down. Uh, there's no feedback in no the headphones. No feedback. Wow, this is too this is too good to be true. Okay. Too smooth. <laughs> We're waiting for a glitch. Too smooth for words. I'll even drop in my lower third since I'm on camera. Okay. <laughs> uh, if, that'll be the last time I do that. But, Coach, uh, uh, you know, obviously a tough loss, uh, but you ran yeah. into a, a very tough team. Boy, I thought that Lexington last year was stacked with the Sal Freelich show. And then, of course, his understudy. Uh, little did we know he was playing at wide receiver last year. He, he was. was just quietly doing his job there. And uh, then, uh, well, uh, Anthony Bianchi or Tony Bianchi is the public address announcer at uh, Harold Crumb uh, Stadium called him or Harold Crumb Field. Uh, he uh, ended up with a, a huge game, uh, running things this year. He's had a uh, he's had a solid year for uh, for the Minutemen, and he had about I think 284 total yards between passing and running. Yep. Passed for three touchdowns, ran for two. Uh, awfully, awfully tough to beat. I mean, and uh, yeah. I mean he was probably the you know the biggest reason of all that uh, you know uh, you guys uh, came up so short this week. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we knew that uh, uh, Tony was a great quarterback, man. I mean, we've seen him as an athlete for the last three years uh, prior to that, uh, really last two years as a, as a wideout um, and a really talented wideout. He caught one, of one maybe two of Freilich's touchdown passes against us last year. Um, you know, obviously we knew he'd moved to quarterback this year and uh, that he was having a great season. You know, he's a, he's a really talented kid. Um, you know, I thought we – we addressed that as a team going into this week that this was kind of the guy we had to stop. I don't think it's any secret anybody going to play Lexington. You know, you 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 got. Yeah, bottle. you even alluded to it last week. Yeah, at the you got to bottle this kid up. Too. I mean, that's that's their guy. It's not to say that they don't have some other guys who can make some things happen on that team, but uh, he's a he's a special player, and and you know we just didn't do the the job throughout all four quarters of bottling up that offense. And they're a well-coached football team with a good scheme that, that suits the personnel that they have. And uh, they executed and we didn't. And, and that's what, you know, that's what led to the loss. Well, I thought you guys actually uh, in the first half, uh, and again, I, this is probably just characteristic of the kind of team you guys are this year because, you know, they score, they get up 14 nothing in the first quarter. At least I thought it was the first quarter. It was hard to tell because, you know, I was there at the game, <laughs> but they didn't have a working scoreboard. And, you yeah. know, it was very hard for me to try to keep stats with no clock or any kind of stuff like that. But anyway, we think it was it the first It seems like quarter. every time we go to play at Lexington, it's a it's a monsoon or the day after a monsoon. So it, it, it was a – there were a lot of – there was a lot of uh, – a lot of struggles attributed to the wet, shall we say? Yeah, yeah the, the field does not uh, <laughs> doesn't fare very well in the moist conditions for no. sure. Um, but uh, so it's fourteen nothing, and, and you know I think maybe in past years uh, the team uh, would have you know I, I think at that point things would have maybe gotten out of hand. But I thought you guys showed a lot of fight in that second quarter. Uh, you you pick off Bianchi a couple times, uh, Edwards and Santoro with some really yep. impressive picks and. Uh, yet you know, Killian with the uh, the forty two yard touchdown run. I mean, that second quarter, you guys really look good. And it, you know, fourteen seven at halftime, things are you know, looks like momentum is definitely in your direction going into the uh, into the break. Yeah, I mean, I th I think that there was a really good thirteen minutes of football there. You know, they got two on us when we were in kind of a coverage set that we really didn't like. And uh, Coach Barge did a great job of kind of seeing it and saying, "Hey, I think we need to." get out of this coverage identity and go into one of our different coverage identities, which we did. And we saw a lot more success um, both against the run and the pass. Once we did that defensively, we're able to get a couple of stops. We're able to uh, pick him off. Jared was able to have the pick down on the far sideline there. Um, and then we were able to kind of get a little bit of offensive mojo going in the power run game at the end of the first quarter, you know, to set up the score um, when we traded ends and, um, you know, we really kind of liked what it was that we had going there. Um, and we felt all right, you know, going into the, there was a lot of juice. There was a lot of momentum. We felt we had the momentum going into the third quarter. Um, so there was a good 13 minutes of football there. You know, if we play the other 21 minutes of football the way we played those 13, um, it's a toss-up game as far as I'm concerned. I mean, you still got to do a lot of things right and maybe get some bounces to, to beat the Bianchi show. Um, but – you know, I think we have a we're in a much better position to be competitive in the fourth quarter. You know, if we're if we're able to play the same way um, throughout the entirety of that game, um, this tale of two halves. Yeah. Well, and, and just I know you you talked about Bianchi a little bit, but what what is it about him that just makes him so difficult to uh, to beat? He's just a, a really good intuitive runner. 
Um, he's got a great arm. I mean, he's a baseball player, too, and, and he's got a really good arm. I mean, this kid can throw the ball 50, 60 yards on the spot on the run. Um, it it kind of creates a sense of a, almost a schoolyard offense. You know, uh, a lot of his yardage comes off a breakdown. Um, they'll run plays that, again, you have to have a kid like that to run. Like, they'll run like a speed option look to the right side, and then he'll just not run speed option and come back to the left. You know, we were stressing all week, like, you got to stay home on the backside of these plays and don't go chasing the play over the top to the front side because he's coming back. Uh, we did we did a decent job of that in the second quarter. We didn't do a very good job of it in the third and the fourth, a couple of his scamper runs that were special. Um, he's fast. He's a big kid. He's a powerful kid. You know, he's evasive. He's got good agility. I mean, the kid's a great athlete. Um, so, yeah, he's a he's a he's a tall order to stop. I mean, the only team so, thus far, I believe, to have stopped them is Reading. Um, so, you know, a lot of other teams have had similar struggles, um, same struggles that we had. Anyway, you go into the uh, you're going into that third quarter. You're getting the kickoff, and, and certainly again, just down seven points. Looks and you've got the momentum. You know, you force the turnovers. You you got you got back within seven. And uh, then the first two possessions, fumble, fumble. Just talk about what happened, I guess, uh, on those possessions. And what yeah, led to the fumbles I mean, was it? Uh, we, you know, obviously I can't, you know, from my angle where I was way in the back of the bleachers, couldn't really see, you know, if balls were stripped or what, you know, kind of what happened. No, the the, the, those were our fumbles. <laughs> um, and I think that's what's most frustrating about it for both our kids and our coaches. You know, we stress ball security and our drill set. We stress ball security in practice. Um you know, we're trying to run a couple of eye, eye mesh plays there, and um, either the ball didn't get in the basket the right way or uh, quarterback tried to pull it a little late and just got knocked in the, in, the, in the read pull. But definitely really frustrating. You know, we wanted to be able to come out in the third quarter. We thought we'd established a run. We really felt like we had something there against this team. Um, I think they definitely like to be – playing spread football a little bit more than they like to be playing two-back power football. Um, and we felt that we had seen that, and so we wanted to come out in the third quarter and put a you know, a, a really good power run drive together um, to start the third and chomp up a bunch of clock and keep their offense off the field and keep Tony off the field. Um, and even if we, you know, we said this to the guys, I go, guys, you know, to be perfectly honest, we don't even have to score on that drive. You know, we got to get that ball to the 50. You know, and and all of a sudden, like if we get that, the final score is 35, 14. If one of those drives get to the 50 and we punt, the final scores, you know, 28, 14. If two of those drives get to the 50 and we punt, the final score is 21, 14. That's a one touchdown game. Anything can happen in a one touchdown game. So like not having obviously, I mean, it's it's pretty it's not rocket surgery, as we say. It's it's, you know, not having sustained <laughs> drives um, in those early possessions in the third quarter you know you really and then they had short fields and they were able to put punch both of those in on our defense you know you kind of felt the blood drain a little bit and it was a massive switch in momentum and we just weren't able to reclaim it um from that point so those were two big offensive possessions and failures and our offense knows it and we know it as a coaching staff we've been we've been really you know stressing ball security even more uh, did a lot of work in practice today on our on our mesh approach between the quarterback and the running back make sure that doesn't happen against Arlington well you know you you've talked before about your offense being in rhythm and out of rhythm uh, three second half turnovers i mean do you think that that was really the the big cause of just the offense feeling out of rhythm uh, this week or 
Yeah, I mean, I think that the turnover certainly didn't help. Um, I think uh, we have to do a better job of respecting our offensive techniques. Um, our kids heard that in film over the course of the film session that we just we really have to do a better job respecting what it is that we're taught to do in the execution of our individual techniques. Um, and our guys had a great day today, you know, really working on that and and staying focused on that. Um, and we got to take opportunities, <laughs> not to sound cliched, you know, but there were opportunities there. There were opportunities for yards there. Um, you know, one block execution away, one good decision away um, from being, you know, a, a, a one-yard gain being a six-yard gain, a six-yard gain being a 15-yard gain. Um, so, you know, we have to understand that it takes all of us executing individually in those moments in order for those plays to pop off. Um, and we have to do the things that we've taught to do, been taught to do, and we have to keep our head and stay emotionally level. You know, that was kind of a big game for us. We felt we could hang with that team going into it, and we did hang for a while. So uh, when we stopped hanging, that kind of grabbed us emotionally. So we're doing a lot of emotional control work um, on our practice field this week as well because obviously we have a, we have a, a big game coming up at home against Arlington. So we have to really work on being level and, and calm and just doing our jobs. Well, what'd you uh, think of uh, your quarterback's uh, performance? I don't, I mean, I, I have a couple articles, but they don't really mention anything <laughs> about his numbers. Uh, I mean, I know he had a touchdown late in the game. Uh, the passing game really, you know, can just like, I guess like the whole offense seemed, uh, you know, kind of out of sync. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, I, I'd say it was a cruddy day to throw the ball. Um, but the other guy threw the ball pretty well, you know, so I think one of the differences there is, you know, we got a junior quarterback who's still learning and still growing. And, you know, we got to remember that it's a kid who, again, is now only going into his seventh varsity start. And, you know, he's not – I talked with him at length. You know, I go, look, buddy, you're not immune. You know, you're not exempt is a better word. You're not exempt from um, the same responsibilities that our, our linemen have, our running backs have to do the things that you've been taught to do. Um, and so he didn't have a great read day. Um, in the run game he didn't have a great footwork day and you know that was his first game playing on that field you know Tony gets to run around on that field whenever he wants um, you know that's our he knows where the divots are yeah that's our first time playing in that so he was a little tentative with his feet he didn't really feel like you know getting onto his back foot and his throwing motion and we just weren't able to put the ball where we wanted to so uh, he had a great practice today and you know that's that's my guy man we're not losing it's our guy we're not losing we're not losing faith in, in young Avery Arno, man. That's electric boogaloo. So we're really excited for him to learn from what it is that he, he did wrong in that game. And he's that type of kid to kind of take what it is that was successful and take what, what it was that was unsuccessful um, and spend the time and practice to work to, to get the things that are, that are wrong better. And that's what makes a great football player. Uh, you know, we talked to obviously Bianchi, but uh, you know, another maybe uh, maybe the next Bianchi and groom. Uh, Bianchi's a senior, right? Or, he is. Okay, so they're gonna have to groom another quarterback, and I guess the next skill position player up, maybe it's uh, sophomore Mason Hatfield. Uh, this kid had uh, uh, quite a game, and you know, it seems like he's already developed an instant chemistry uh, this season with uh, Bianchi. Yeah, I mean. You know, they're a big school. They're a Division One school. There's a lot of kids coming out, and uh, they got a lot of talented guys. And all credit to Coach Peterson and his staff. You know, they really do a, a great job of, of creating a structure that supports the talent that they have. You know, George's been doing this a little longer than me, so um, I'm trying to 
I'm trying to learn that too. You know, I, uh, we're all in a growing process here. Uh, even coach Peterson too, you know, and that's something that they've been able to do in the five years that I've been at Belmont. I mean, obviously they had the Sal show um, and now Bianchi came in and I have no doubt that the next year when we see him, when they come over to Harris, they'll have another talented athlete at quarterback running, running the spread scramble, you know, and, and um, you know, we got to get better at defending it. You know, we can't, can't just keep saying they got an athlete there. You know, you gotta, you gotta do the job to shut that athlete down. And, and again, you know, I think for, 12 minutes of that football game we did a pretty good job of doing that um we got to make it 44 you did talk about the uh, the field conditions so let, let's get back to that again i mean obviously the field doesn't seem to hold up well like you said it always seems to be around a rainstorm i guess the other thing i thought that they were only playing day games because they have no lights but apparently the only day game they play they bring in temporary lights to play almost all their games at night except one and i don't like what i don't even know what the rationale was uh for, for not playing this game on Friday night. Which Me neither. I, I don't know if that would have helped. It rained Friday night, didn't it? So um, that may have not helped. Uh, I'm trying to remember the now when the rain. to run together. I know. I don't point. remember when the rain came. It might have been early Saturday morning, so maybe you would have avoided No, rain, it didn't but. rain Friday night because our freshman game, which was on Thursday, was canceled because of the rain. It rained late Friday night. Yeah. But it didn't rain around football time. I don't know. I mean, it's their field. It's their house. You know, mm. whatever day we play, man. I mean, whatever day we play, what time we play. To me, does I, obviously I think every coach in the state would prefer to play on Friday night, um, but I really don't care, you know. And, and I'm not I'm not looking at that and saying like, oh yeah, we we didn't play well because we had to play on Saturday day or we didn't, you know, right after the PSATs or whatever, and we didn't play well. Because oh, maybe that was the maybe that was part of the rationale behind maybe. the tests um, in the morning. It's or possible something. we didn't play well because the field was soggy. Yeah, you know, this is football. You got to go out there when the field's soggy, and you got to play. You got to go out there on grass. You got to go out there on turf. You got to go out there on astroturf. If the, if the field was brick top, you got to go out there and play ball. Um, so, but to your point about the field, uh, are they one of the last grass fields in the Middlesex League? Yeah, it's, that's the only grass game we play. I don't. I can't think of another. Did you guys spend most of this week practicing? You know, yeah. on like the grass, obviously to um, prepare. Yeah, we I mean, stayed. So. We stayed on on the grass practice field for most of the week, except for the day when it was torrential, uh, because it would have affected our ability to get quality rep. You know, it was just torrential. The freshmen were on there, um, and a practice field is a little bit different than a game field because you're on it all day, so the grass gets worn. So it immediately just becomes a quagmire. And then for us, it just becomes a health and safety issue. We got to go out there and run practice and, you know, have somebody get their foot just lost in the mud there. Um, just made a little bit more sense on that day. But we did practice on the soggy field um, the day after that and the day before that because it was a wet week um, because we knew we were going to have to be on, on grass. Um, but again, you know, that's four or five days, three, four days of practicing on that versus a year's worth. Oh, okay, just before we move on, was there anything else from the Lexington game you wanted? I mean, any other note, anything else to point out from the game that I might have missed? <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's just, uh, I think like like some of the other games that we've had, it's a really good learning experience for us. You know, I, I'm one of our big mantras or focal points as a, as a staff and as a culture is, our attitude shouldn't change that much when we win or when we lose. I mean, when we win, we're not going in there and just watching the good plays. You know, we're, we're going in there and we're watching the bad plays because those are the ones that we need to get better. 
then when we lose, we're doing the same thing. We're going in there and we're looking at the bad plays and we're talking about where it is that we, we missed the mark. And so I'm really proud of my guys because every time we've gone out, and this is really only one of two, Woburn was a bad showing. This was kind of a meh showing. Um, I don't think it was horrible. I don't think it was great. Um, but we've done a pretty good job of being able to come back and rebound and learn from what it is that we've done wrong and put together a good game plan going into the subsequent week. You know, we did that against Reading after losing to Woburn, and um, I'm really hopeful that we're going to be able to do that here uh, going into Arlington week. And uh, as we get into Arlington week, one of the things I actually uh, did uh, was uh, – oops, I'll uh, put my own ID up there uh, for those of you watching. Uh, so, yeah, the power ratings uh, were updated this week, MIAA football power ratings. And uh, right now you currently in uh, Division Three North sit in uh, fourth place with a rating of 13.23. For those of you who care about the actual – what the rating is down to the uh, hundredth uh, decimal point – uh, but, you know, but that's it's good for the fourth best uh, of the 11 D3 North teams. As you had uh, mentioned last week, uh, top the top eight of the 11 uh, get in. So, you know, fourth place, a pretty good uh, position here as you look uh, to play Arlington, which is actually currently in the 11th position with only uh, 6.57 points and a 1-5 record. Uh, I guess, so obviously there's a lot at stake this week. You want to be able to hold on to where you're currently at, maybe even move up to a to a higher seeding. Again, if the season ended today, I guess you'd be the fourth seed yep. and would actually go to win, uh, you'd host Winchester again. Wow. Well, yeah. But that's why the season, you know, we're glad the season didn't end today. <laughs> so it's, uh, there's more football to be played. Uh, so looking ahead, obviously, it's uh, it's senior night here. I mean, there's just, you know, there's a lot at stake. You know, try to improve on your position, trying to actually clinch a playoff berth. Yep. Um, you know, and uh, 22 seniors will be honored before the game. Uh, boy, just, you know, with these new short and condensed seasons, everything just comes up so quickly. It but, does. Uh, but, uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, talk about uh, Arlington a little bit and uh, just what the night will mean for all the seniors, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big night on a lot of counts. I mean, we think we're in pretty good shape in the playoff hunt, but we're, you know, we as we were talking about before the broadcast, we've kind of learned our lesson um, with regards to calling it because we felt that way, I think, two years ago with a with the win against Winchester and Medford was able, yeah, <laughs> Medford was able to, Medford was able to sneak in on that on that point one four points um not that i'm bitter about that or anything (laughs) um but obviously we sit in pretty good shape i mean we we beat a team that hasn't lost since and so we've gotten a ton of points from uh milton season framingham and uh, by the way just quick on milton first time they are in the uh, boston globe top 20 ranked 12th this week they moved up uh at five and one currently so that makes that you know like you say if if you could add style points on get extra points for the fact they're in the globe poll would uh, um no that was a big mm -hmm. win and we got a little boost from framingham too and they've won some games and winchester obviously now has four wins um so we got we got a bunch of opponent ratings you know um or opponent points um from those from those wins so but what we're talking about in our house for this week is you know we're in control of our own destiny you know we want to we kind of want to try to get into the playoffs like a lion and, and not limp in like a lamb and um that's really where our head's at you know we're not taking anything for granted we're not sitting around here talking like we've already made it as far as we've concerned we got to win this game to to go and uh that's kind of you know again part of that growth process and and learning as a coach that, you know, 
even when you really think you can take something for granted, it's probably not a good idea to to take it for granted. Um, you know, Arlington's one and five, but they're a better football team than their record belies. Um, the kid at quarterback uh, Bowler is one of, if not honestly, you know, you've got to put him and 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 Tony is the top two quarterbacks in the Middlesex this league this year. I mean, this kid can huck. He's an athlete. He's a big boy. He's a strong kid. He can run, um, and he can throw the ball really, really well. I'm a big fan of his throwing motion. Um, he's a really good quarterback. And, you know, they've played some, some teams really tough. They played Lexington tough. They played Reading tough. And Arlington always shows up to ball out against us. Um, they always show up with a little bit of juice um, coming in to play us. And they're going to be, you know, looking for their, their first league win. Um, so they're they're going to be pretty hungry. Um, so we we're not <laughs> we're not looking at a one and five team is safe because they're they're not. Um, we got to play our best football to beat this team. They're a, a physical team and a driven team and a well coached team. And Coach Curley, if you're listening, that includes you too, buddy. Um, they're a, they're a good well coached football team. You know, so uh, yeah, we've really got to play good ball. For our seniors, I mean, it's just a special night. We got a bunch of seniors on our team. Um, not all of them played all four years here. We've got a, a bunch of new seniors too. Um, but it's just a really special night for these guys. And I'm really excited to, you know, honor them at home at Harris and, and you know, get to watch them walk out there with their families and their, their parents and grandmas and, grandpas and aunties and uncles and all of these people who who are a part of their their lives you know um and make so many sacrifices to allow these kids to not just you know live in belmont and go to school in belmont but to play in belmont too um the uh, level of sacrifice by by parents on behalf of their kids in this community is uh, really humbling to see so uh that part of it is a night you know it's kind of a half hour 45 minutes of smiles and Big hugs and I think with twenty two seniors might be closer to forty five. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah, gonna go try ahead. to go as fast as possible. I was talking with Mr. Davis about that before I got got out of the house on on the way over here, and um, you know we're gonna try to go as fast as possible because you know we want to get out there and play the game. It's a pretty big game, and we want to be respectful to our opponents too. You know we want to we want to start on time as best we can, um, but it's a special night, and you know it's our last guaranteed at Harris until Turkey. You know, so we want to uh, we want to make the most of that night. Uh, forty four minutes of repetition, man. That's what we've been preaching all year. Forty four minutes of rep. Let's just live in that rep. Let's live in that one at a time. Play forty four minutes of football. Try to put all three phases of the game together, uh, and live our mantras. You know, big play, next play, in the deed, the glory, and let's get after a dub. Well, yeah, boy, I can't really add much to that. Although, <laughs> you know, you know, you just talk about Arlington, though. They they've been a you know. I know the games. It, it's weird. They haven't been a Middlesex League rival that long, relatively speaking, but it feels like it's already quite the rivalry. Obviously, like Watertown, it's an adjacent town yep. to Belmont, and the games, have, you know, at least during your time coaching, have been very competitive. Yeah, we've had some good hard-hitting football games. They've gotten us pretty good a couple of times. We were able to get that field goal win, a great drive, and the field goal win at home a couple years ago. Um, coach Gendron's a good young coach, man, and he's a great guy. And, and their DC, John Curley, and I go way back. So, you know, I think that brings a little bit of an extra mustard um, when you're coaching against somebody that is as crazy as it sounds. It's almost like you want to beat somebody you love more than you want to beat somebody you dislike. Um, 
I know that sounds really weird, you know, but I think it's probably because you see the person you love a lot more than you see the person you dislike, you know. So, like, I have to see John, you know. So, like, I'd rather uh, I'd rather be on top for a year. You know, it's been a year of, of him and his wife. Nikki's great, and, you know, his, his, I know his mom and dad and, and his sister. And, you know, when, when Arlington beats Belmont and I go over for the July 4th barbecue, I, I hear it. You know, so I'd like to be able to give some of that back. <laughs> it's all about bragging rights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's all about. But, you know, and I'll say this, too. At the end of the day, it's just this great example of like football family and, and, and all of it coming full circle, you know, because we're you know, we're going to stand aside from each other as a as a as a program, as two programs on on Friday night. Um, and once the game is over, you know. John and I will probably see each other at the JV game the following day and. Uh, we'll, you know, big hugs and slap daps and talk a little trash at each other and uh, just go right back into being brothers, you know. And, and for me, that's something that's really special and what's real about the spirit of competition. Wow, we might actually finish on time. How do you this week? Can you believe it? I, I got to talk really fast, though. So we wrap up this week. Just a reminder, all of our podcasts with Coach Q. You can find them online, belmontmedia.org slash podcast. They're on SoundCloud uh, down, soundcloud.com. It's a free app. Get go. it. Uh, and then uh, make sure uh, all the links to these interviews are uh, posted on both Facebook and Twitter. Again, you can become a Facebook fan of the show. Search Time Out for Sports Talk. Our Twitter handle is at TOSTBMC. Don't forget the questions for Q. There, I'm going to throw it up one last time. There it is. We're winding down. So, oh, you know what? I didn't. I, the music was there. Where is the music? I don't know where the music is. No went. Thundercats this broadcast. No, no, no. We didn't have that, but we have. I, I can see the music playing. I don't know why I can't hear it. Oh, Uh-oh. well. Well, we're without a theme, but uh, just a reminder. Here, I'll bring it. We'll try it one more time. I don't know what happened there. Boy, so much for finishing on time, right? We had it, too. We had it, and oh, hang on. I know where it went. There it is. So until next week, for Coach Q, he's on camera one more time. There you go. For Coach Q, I'm Todd Bloniars saying go Marauders on Senior Night. And thank you for checking out the TOST Podcast right here on the Belmont Media Podcast Network.